Hello everybody, this is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, June 8th, 2023. Uh, let me move right to the housekeeping and then we'll plunge into today's news and views. Uh, we are again in that bad, bad weather cycle of pop-up storms. Uh, in fact, folks, we had a pop-up storm on Tuesday. I was supposed to go over to some friends for a birthday party. Unfortunately, the pop-up storm uh, prevented that, and the storm actually caused one of the trees in my front lawn to lose a limb. It fell on my car, completely smashed the windshield, so I had to spend 300 bucks to have that replaced. And uh, I'm probably going to have to have this old tree, uh, beautiful old tree in my front yard removed because I think it's just old dying and, and too unsafe. So please bear with me once again because they are predicting more of these types of storms on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. If you live in this part of the United States, you know how bad pop-up storms can be. Um, the ditch in my front yard it actually rained so heavily where i was at that the ditch in my front yard completely filled uh while you know a couple blocks away people were barely getting uh, sprinkles so you know these things can be very very bad folks and i'm going to play it safe once again and move tomorrow's vid chat to the following Monday, June 12th at 2 o'clock, they are predicting the weather to clear after this uh, weekend round of storms. So I, I want to thank everybody for being so patient through this year and through what has been pretty much an abominable season for weather and trying to schedule anything. Uh, now... I know that many of you have written me asking me what I think both of the dam collapse on the Dnieper River in the Ukraine and about the UFO disclosure stories that are circulating out there. So let me say briefly that I do not believe for a moment that either Russia or the Ukraine have anything to do with this dam collapse. Uh, it's not in Russia's interest, and it certainly doesn't help out the Ukraine. Uh, I strongly suspect, given what I've seen on the videos, I strongly suspect that this was somebody sending in a covert operations team to blow that dam up. And to be perfectly frank and honest with you, after the drone attacks on the Kremlin and then the attacks just a few days ago on that portion of western Moscow where the elite, including President Putin himself, have their dachas in their homes, uh, I strongly suspect that you are looking at covert teams from some western intelligence. My guess at this juncture is that that is either the United States or Great Britain. Uh, I incline to the view it's, it's more likely to be Great Britain than the United States uh, for various reasons. Uh, plausible deniability, direct American involvement in something like that would be an extraordinarily provocative move. So better to have an ally do this. I do not think the Germans or the French 
would have sent in any of their covert intelligence teams to do this. So that's basically my thinking on the dam. That could change, of course, depending on how much more information comes out about that story. Regarding the UFO disclosure story, I'm thinking very, very strongly about doing uh, a blog about this story, perhaps even a two-part blog, uh, and offering my opinions about this whole disclosure issue and why they're pushing this space narrative now. Uh, personally, I, I don't think it has anything really genuinely to do with space, but I will advance my reasons if I decide to go ahead and do a blog about that story. Now, let's get down to today. This is an odd little story, uh, and I wasn't originally going to even talk about this until I read the article that the person, SCG, sent to me. Uh, and after reading this article, there is just something very weird here. It's a story that probably didn't even hit your radar because it fell right off of most national propertainment media in this country and no other country in the West or as far as I can tell in the world has picked up on this story. But you remember a few years back, uh, it's over 10 years now, there was an attack on an electrical substation, a transforming power substation at the very tip of Silicon Valley in California. And the attack was conducted by what was obviously a very professional team that went in, took out the substation very quickly, and was gone before the police arrived. Following that attack, there was yet another attack uh, some months later in San Francisco on underground internet cabling facilities that, again, was carried out very quickly, conducted with the latest tools, and the team was gone before there was a response, and it brought down a lot of internet service in the San Francisco area. Following that, there was yet another attack on internet cabling connections between Flagstaff and Phoenix, Arizona. I covered, about, I covered that story in my blog. And then finally, there was an attack that brought down the Salt Lake City uh, Air Traffic Control Center, which is an, an important air traffic control center on the east-west uh, aircraft routes over the country. So at the time, I advanced the theory that someone seemed to be probing this country's communications infrastructure and to a lesser extent its electrical power infrastructure if you add to that the attacks of the group anonymous the hacking attacks on sony on wells fargo and so on and so forth it appeared to me at that time that we are were watching some sort of internet and power grid reconnaissance now with that as the context there was a story about a similar incident that was thwarted in Tacoma, Washington. And the story is titled, Five Arrested While Attempting to Break Into a Power Vault on the Tacoma City Property. And I'm going to read this whole article to you because it's not that long. But it's important for some details 
that uh, SCG mentioned in the email that accompanied the article that was sent to me. So here we go, quote, and by the way, this is Dateline just yesterday, June 7th. Quote, Tacoma police have arrested five people for trying to break into a power vault on city property, unquote. Now let me stop and remind you what a power vault is. A power vault is basically one of these rooms that are underground, usually accessed by a manhole cover or things like that. And these rooms are essentially little way stations for communications junctions, electrical cabling, and so on and so forth. So this was the type of room, in other words, that was targeted in that attack in San Francisco a few years ago. Anyway, continuing. Quote, investigators said the suspects were arrested Monday night before they were able to gain access to the vault. At this time, police are still trying to figure out why they were trying to get into that power vault, but prosecutors said in court Tuesday afternoon the power vault helped provide telecommunications for South Sound 9-11 emergency. All five suspects are facing charges of burglary and malicious mal mischief after the Tacoma police caught them trying to break into a city power vault using a grinder on the 4500 block of South Tyler Street in South Tacoma. Police arrested Carly Christine Johnson, Megan Nicole Mistretta, Richard Dewey Edvalds, Michael Thomas Vaughn, and Dana Andrew Woolsey for burglary and vandalism. According to court documents, Woolsey is also facing charges for possessing a firearm that had serial numbers removed, which officers recovered on the scene. According to court documents, police were called because security was watching five subjects on camera trying to gain access to a power vault. The property is closed to the public with the only access blocked by concrete blocks and the tower is fenced in, so it's unclear to police how the suspects even knew how to access the vault. That to me right there, folks, is a key and we'll get back to that. The suspects had a portable grinder and they were trying to grind through to access the interior of the power vault. The Tacoma Police Public Information Officer Wendy Haddow said, quote, luckily officers arrived before that could happen so the damage to the exterior was minimal, unquote. Police say the suspects only caused several hundred dollars in damage. Officers also found gloves, lighters, drugs, and weapons, including a gun and a knife, on the suspects. Quote, at this time, we do not know their intentions, whether it was to gain access to wiring for resale or whether they were trying to damage infrastructure, Haddow said, unquote. Now, the individual that sent me this article also pointed out that the court, in the initial hearing, that the court indicated that it had some sort of information that was not yet public in the case that indicated there was something important about this group of people. Now, to be blunt, folks, and here I have to agree with SCG, and let me read a portion of the email that was sent to accompany the article, because I have to agree with the assessment 
that SCG offers here. Quote, now the folks who were arrested don't strike me as being the sharpest tools in the shed, if you know what I mean. But you don't really need highly intelligent people with a specific skill set if you give them a set of orders and specific instructions on what you want them to do to damage and disable the physical components in this vault. And it's the last line stated by the police public information officer that led me to that, since they also suspect that this was their intention, with the cover being to, quote, steal and resale wiring, unquote, which if you work through that line of thought doesn't add up, as it would have been far easier to burglarize an electrical warehouse or perhaps even a construction site, unquote. And I agree with that. So it's looking like this was a put-up job. And if so, then it would strike me as being part and parcel of these types of attacks that have occurred, particularly on the west coast of this country, over the past few years. So my question now is, is there one party behind this? Because here is where this particular incident breaks the pattern that we saw with the previous incidents in California and Arizona. And that is, this group of people does not look to me to be all that professional. In the case of California, we had professional people doing this. Now, this leads me to another suspicion here. And again, this is all high-octane speculation about what might be going on here, folks. But I suspect that we're not looking at a different group of people behind these incidents. We're looking at the same group of people. But we're also now looking at the possibility that that group of people that was behind the original series of incidents, and I have no doubt that there were such people, because, again, those attacks were carried out very professionally. To this day, the FBI has not been able to track down who was responsible for those substation attacks. That, that is still an open case. What this incident suggests to me <clears throat> is that they may have expanded their recruiting efforts to include people like this, common ordinary gangsters, burglars, and so on, to go in and create chaos and mischief. And if that's the case, and there was a group behind the original professional attacks, and if it's the same group, then that tells me that we're dealing very possibly with a foreign actor on the stage. Now, folks, there was a reason I decided to start talking about the dam and the UFO story. Because in the context of everything going on in the world right now, geopolitically, financial problems and so on, the war in the Ukraine and so on, this kind of activity suggests to me that things might be about ready to heat up in terms of covert operations. The dam in the Ukraine, in my opinion, was clearly a covert operation. This little incident in Tacoma strikes me as a covert operation, possibly, and therefore a covert operation gone bad. But it it betokens a kind of recruiting effort, if that's the case. So we might be seeing more of these types of things 
this is a kind of story again to keep watch out for and to share with me if you learn of any such incidents in your area. Uh, I think I think personally the covert wars are about to start heating up rather dramatically. So that's it for today's news and views, folks. Don't forget, there is no vid chat tomorrow. I am postponing it and moving it to Monday. And that means please, please, please get your comments in by 10 o'clock Central Time Sunday evening. Please remember uh, to keep your comments short and to the point. Uh, and we'll have another, I hope, good vid chat on Monday without having to reschedule again. Anyway, that's it for today's news and views, folks. And thank you all for your patience with all this weather. And we'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye and God bless.